DW. For Africa as a continent, it's no longer an issue of Fridays for future. It is Fridays for now. That's Vanessa Nakate, who's kind of the face of the climate activism on the African continent. She's from Uganda in her early 20s and started protesting against climate inaction outside Uganda's parliament in 2019. Yeah, so she also did this solo protest action in front of her parliament, kind of like Greta Thunberg. Yeah, exactly. And while fellow activists in Europe were busy emptying schools each Friday, Vanessa had to take a slightly different approach because it's different in Uganda. Um, And I spoke to her recently. I really wanted to know what kept her going when she was all on her own at this stage. Really, at that point, I just felt like I had to continue striking, especially because uh, I was still doing it by myself and I hadn't got any other activists to do the activism with. But then uh, as time went on, more and more people started to get involved in different parts of the country, doing the climate strikes. And also in, in the entire African continent, more activists started coming up and doing the climate strikes and demanding for action. And to me, that is enough of a motivation to keep me doing activism, knowing that I am not doing it alone. How does climate activism in your country differ from what it looks like in Europe? I mean, we're used to seeing big uh, Fridays for Future strikes here, but what does it look like in Uganda? There is a much big difference, and this is mainly because of uh, two things. One of those is awareness. Many people are not yet aware about the dangers. They don't have the facts. And then the other thing, Freedom of expression is not the same as we see it in Europe. And uh, it's also harder for students here to walk out of school and do the climate strikes. I have to go in the schools because the students have a, a fear of walking out of school because the schools are fenced, they have security personnel, and just walking out would subject you to either suspension or expulsion. With that in mind, how do you uh, get people motivated to go on strikes? Sharing on social media, that is mainly on Twitter and Facebook. I would share my strikes every Friday, and many people would ask questions about what I was doing and why I was doing that. The other way that I've talked about previously is going within schools and uh, requesting principals, directors of schools to talk to students on Friday so that I get to discuss with them uh, the challenges that our planet faces. And then uh, one other way, uh, we've been doing community reach outs where we go to local communities and do cleanups because most of these people, they don't have access maybe to a television. They don't watch these news. They don't know what is happening across the world. They don't know the challenges that the world is facing. The problem with climate change is it's an inherently existential thing. You can't see it happen from day to day. But for you, what are the main issues locally that you are dealing with? Food scarcity and water scarcity for the people. Uganda as a country, heavily depends on agriculture for its economy. So the main issues that I talk about when it comes to the climate crisis in my country is that it affects the availability of food for the people and also availability of access to clean water for the people. I just want to ask you very frankly, do you sometimes feel like you are fighting this battle a bit on your own? Because, I mean, I'm also from uh, South Africa. Uh, climate change for us is, it's it's really an existential thing. But as you pointed out, 
places within across Africa, whether it's the Sahel, whether it's the coastal areas, they have much more to lose than what we see happening in Europe. How does this make you feel when you can see that we're actually in a more dangerous position than the Europeans are, but we have so little influence on that? I understand that we have tried so much to ask for representation of every activist on the on the world stage in discussions but then it is one thing to see that representation but it's another thing for that representation to carry the same weight with the same activists so the issue that you are trying to ask it's something that is very visible that i've also uh, seen as well yes i may be there the representation may be there or any other activist may be there but the issue is the weight of influence. It is not the same. The question is, will they listen to what I will say? Will they find it important if I say it? Or what if I say the same thing today and no one pays attention to it? And another activist from Europe says the same thing and it's given much attention. Recently, you've actually been tweeting in German to try and get the message across. How did you come to this? I did that because I was really angry and disturbed by the fact that German chose to push call to 2038. It was a message saying that I am watching you as an activist. We are watching you and the decisions that you are making. They are not good for us. They're not good for our future. You have to reconsider and understand that we have no time left. Back to your uh, colleagues or other activists, uh, Greta Thunberg and Luisa Neubauer. They recently actually met uh, Angela Merkel. When activists such as them are pressuring Germany to take stronger uh, climate action, how do you think big European countries or carbon emitters are actually going to take this forward? And for you, watching this from Africa, how does this affect you? First of all, I was, I was really happy about that meeting because in, in a way, um, they're putting much pressure on the leaders. I personally may not have reached to, to the leaders who determine um, the existence of the fossil fuel industry, who determine whether we are going to transition to a more sustainable future because, of mo because most of those leaders, they have so much influence as well in some of the countries on the African continent. DW.